0: Good morning. It is good to see you today. So last night, I was rocking it out to Toby Mac with my family. It was quite a lot of fun, and it was pretty funny this morning when I started to pray, because I started to pray, God, help me to speak life um, this morning to everybody. And God, I know that it, without you, I'm nothing, that me without you is nothing. And then... Father make me clay in your hands and I suddenly realized oh my goodness I'm praying the words of Toby Mac. Uh, So let's just hope that I don't break out into song and dance this morning. Um, (laughs) um, But today is a family service so that means that today we have babies in here, isn't that awesome? We have our preschoolers here, we have our kids here, we have all our teens, in fact we probably have every generation of people here to worship and learn together. And I love that, it's one of my favorite things. Um, So we're gathered here like this on purpose, okay? We're doing this on purpose uh, because we think we have lots to learn from each other about following Jesus. And it's important to realize that the faith of a child can influence the faith of an adult. Who can influence the faith of a teenager? Who can influence the faith of a grandmother? Who can influence the faith of a newly married couple? And I could, of course, go on and on and on because I think our faith, uh, each generation of people trusting in Jesus affects each other. So I hope that you are here and you're gonna embrace Uh, this experience today, and you're going to celebrate it with me, and you're going to celebrate even the chaos that could happen in here today. So we're excited to be here together, and if you are a kid, um, the insert today is kind of for you, so if you like to do that kind of thing, you can use the insert to follow along with what we're uh, talking about today. Um, So today I hope to encourage you with a verse that has changed my life and that actually still affects uh, my faith today. Uh, The verse that changed my life, and there's many of course, but the one verse that has really um, impacted me has to do with faith. And I'm gonna talk about that verse in a few minutes. But first of all, what is faith? And I've had faith throughout my life described in many different ways. Um, And so I thought I would tell you some of those ways that I've had faith described to me. So it wouldn't be me if we didn't have some little bit of object lessons. So I'm going to need a few volunteers here to help me with explaining faith. Do we have some kids or adults who would be willing to come up here and help me with a description of faith? Um, Okay, well, let's, why don't, Brett, why don't you come on up? Okay, we have like a whole row of kids here. Maybe Carissa, do you wanna come on up and help me out? And is there anybody over here? Yeah, Graham, please come on up, I need you. And I am just gonna get, uh, Carissa, you're gonna stand here right in the middle. Okay, and uh, oh no, actually, I need you for this one over here by this fan. And Brett, you can go in the middle and you can go by this chair, Graham. Okay, give these guys a hand. I'm so excited to have them here with me. And so one way I've had faith described to me is that faith is kind of like a chair, okay? And in order to sit in a chair, you actually have to have faith because you have to trust that this chair is gonna hold you up, okay? So just in order, so you're gonna go Graham in front of here and we're just gonna see if Graham has faith in this chair and we're gonna know that because he's gonna sit on it and put his weight on it, okay, go ahead. Ah, very nice, okay? So faith can, is kind of like a chair. Very good job. Okay, the other way I've had faith described to me is kind of like falling, okay? And some of you have done this before, the trust fall, right? And so let's just make, get you right here, okay? And Brett, I know, trust me, okay? And what Brett's going to do is he's going to fall straight back without bending his knees, and I'm going to, until I say though, okay? And I'm going to catch him. So, um, Brett is going to have faith that I'm going to catch him, right? And we're going to know that because he's going to fall back. Okay, let's put your arms out like this. Okay, you ready? Set, go. Ah, very good. So, faith is sometimes described like falling. Another way that I've had faith described to me is that faith is like the wind. Okay, so this, we're going to stand you right here. And we're going to turn this on, okay? And, you know, can you see wind? No, you cannot see wind. But you can see, let's see. Oh, yeah, there. Woo! You can see. That's awesome. You can see the effects of wind, right? So you can't see the wind. You don't see it, but you can feel it on you. Right? Can you feel it? Yeah, you can see your hair's blowing in the wind, the papers went flying. So you can see the effects of the wind. So you might not be able to see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. And so you can have faith in something you can't see because you can see the effects of it. Let's give Carissa a hand, very good job. Okay, and thank you volunteers, you guys can have a seat. And I'm sorry to every music that we messed up there. Thanks, Brett, you can just just stick it here, that's good. Awesome. Okay, so these ideas are kinda helpful for helping us understand faith, but I love the way the Bible defines faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, that faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Faith is being sure of something in the future that's going to happen, something we hope for, something we have promised, uh, but we can't see it. So it's believing something that we can't even see. And in Hebrews 11, it's kind of cool because after it gives this definition of faith, it goes on to give us all these awesome examples of people who had faith. So I'm gonna give you a few of those examples. We're not gonna give all of them because there's so many, so you should read them later. But for example, by faith, we know that the whole universe was created by God's command. By faith, Noah took the warning about the flood and he built an ark. By faith, Abraham, anybody heard of Abraham? Yeah, by faith, Abraham moved his whole family to a new country that God told him to go to because God gave him a promise and he believed it. And by faith, Moses, who knows Moses? I know, I knew some of you would know Moses. By faith, Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and crossed the Red Sea. And there are many, many more examples in that chapter about people who had had faith. And the Bible says though that none of the people described there received what was promised. They never received it. And you know what that promise had to do with? It had everything to do with Jesus. Everything to do with Jesus. But how do we have that kind of faith that Moses and Noah and all those guys have? Um, the kind of faith where we are sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Well, I would imagine that most of us have asked that question before. You want to have faith in the promises that God has given you. You want to believe what Jesus has done for you, but you struggle with getting there. And this is a question and a struggle I've had many times in my life. Uh, But it was a very defined struggle for me when I was about 22. Uh, When I was finished high school, I was filled with faith. I had faith that God had great plans for me. And I thought he wanted me to be a missionary. So... Uh, I did what I thought you should do then. I went to Bible college. And I studied for four years at Northwest Baptist College. And you know what? After that experience, my head was full of all kinds of knowledge about the Bible. And I had learned about how to work in a church, about church ministry. I had learned about working in another culture and in another... Um, and in another country. You know what? I had argued and debated all sorts of issues, and I tried to figure out what the Bible had to say about all these different things. But somewhere along the way of that, I lost my heart and my love for God. Maybe you've experienced that before too. I started to wonder, do I really believe this anymore? And if does Jesus really matter to me? Is, is he really making a difference in my life? And it's like I lost faith in all of God's promises for me. I stopped being sure of what I hoped for and certain of what I couldn't see. Well, uh, the story doesn't end there. Uh, there was a lady, an older lady, who took interest in me and started taking me out for coffee. It's like she knew that I was struggling in my faith. Um, And she went out on a limb and said, Elizabeth, why don't we meet meet for coffee every week? So uh, during this time of meeting with her, uh, she pointed me to this verse in Hebrews, which is the verse that has really changed my life. It's in Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning at shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, when I first read that, I actually started reading it over and over again. And something that first struck me about that verse was to fix my eyes on Jesus. And why? Because he is the author and perfecter of faith. That means he's the one who starts faith and he's the one who perfects it, who brings it to completion, who makes it grow. And But my part in that was to fix my eyes on Jesus. So um, I was encouraged by that. I was encouraged by the fact that Faith was not something I, I could create on my own. It's not something that I need to kind of muster up um, or something like that. But what I did start to do is I started to turn my eyes to Jesus. So when I was feeling doubt, I fixed my eyes on Jesus. When I felt unsure about things in my life, I started to fix my eyes on Jesus. And when I wasn't sure if I wanted to follow Him anymore, I fixed my eyes on Jesus. And there's a really amazing thing that happened in my life. I started to have faith again, just like the verse said um, faith in Jesus, hope in what He promised me, hope that I, ha- I was forgiven and that He would give me a full life. Um, so, kind of went there and then I started to read some of the verses around it and we're just gonna read together uh, the one verse before it with it so in Hebrews if you have your Bibles you might already be there Um, but I'm gonna read Hebrews 12 1 and 2 together and it says this therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, right at the beginning of that, uh, beginning of chapter 12, um, it starts off with this phrase, since we are surrounded by, such the, by the great cloud of witnesses. He's telling the people he's writing to to think about all those people of faith before him. Uh, remember the people I mentioned, Moses and Abraham, and um, he gives a whole other list. And I think we can be ex- inspired by these people of great faith. But I wonder if it also helps us to, uh, when we consider the great cloud of witnesses, to think about other people who've inspired faith in our lives. Could be your mom or dad. Uh, could be a sister or brother. Anybody have sister or brother out here? Could be a sister and brother. Um, could be a grandparent. Um, and so when I'm thinking of this great, about certain witnesses, I often think of my grandmother, uh, who through every trial of her life, or. Almost every time I saw her, she would say to me, Elizabeth, God is good all the time. She said that to me all all the time, she said that to me. And that impacts, that hugely has impacted my faith. Or I think of my friend that I mentioned before who took me for coffee and encouraged me to keep turning my eyes to Jesus. And more recently, I often think of Jim Christensen, who many of you know, who right until the day he died, uh, continued to trust and believe and inspire others to trust in Jesus. And these are people that continue to inspire my faith. And I bet there's evidence around you, too, and evidence in this room and in our church of people whose faith uh, you can be inspired by. But what he says next is compelling, too. He says, to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Throw it off, right? Get rid of it. Run away from it. Toss it in the garbage. Um, and I think we're really foolish if we think that by when we're holding on to a sin willingly, that our faith is not going to be dulled or diminished by that. And so He says here to throw off the sin that tangles us up. Um, And then next he says, run with perseverance the race that is set out for you. And in that phrase, there's a discipline of an athlete seen there, isn't there? Um, There's a determination it takes to follow Jesus. Uh, Fixing your eyes on Jesus takes discipline. It takes decision. It takes perseverance, and you know what? There's a focus on a goal. And um, even Jesus had a focus on the goal, right? It says that right in that passage. As He walked that path of suffering for our sake, Hebrews twelve two points out to us that He did it for the joy set before Him. He endured the cross knowing that His sacrifice meant our salvation. And he did it for the hope and the certainty that he would sit on God's throne. He was focused on the goal. Um, Maybe Many of you have probably experienced this to a lesser degree. And my my kids this week kind of showed this to me a little bit. Uh, We were at the playground. And my family, my kids have been into watching American Ninja Warrior. Anybody else watch that show? No? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we got some people confessing to it, okay. Anyways, uh, it's a really funny show about these guys who run this obstacle race. So, when we go to the playground these days, my kids do American Ninja Warrior uh, through the playground. They time themselves getting through obstacles. And so, um, one of my kids got to this really hard obstacle. They'd come pretty far through the route, and there was these monkey bars. And he was determined that he was gonna cross those monkey bars because otherwise he's out of the obstacle race. So you know what my son did is he fixed his eyes on that goal and despite the great strain in his arms and despite the ripping of his skin on his hands, he completed those monkey bars. Yeah, you're supposed to clap there for my son, okay, pretty awesome. Well, he knew what the goal was, and he pressed through all of that because he knew what the goal was. Well, Jesus knew what his goal was when he endured the cross. He knew what it meant for us, and he knew what was at the end for us. And we can have that kind of focus in our life when we focus on Jesus. It helps us overcome the obstacles in our life. So what does that mean to fix our eyes on Jesus? Well, this is the idea of kind of looking away from others and looking away from distractions, as we've all already kind of said, and focusing completely on Jesus. And I think the important part is who we're focusing on. Who we're focusing on. We're focusing on someone who lived perfectly, right? He's the perfect example. We're focusing on someone who sacrificed his life for us, and who forgave us. Um, we're sacrificing someone who, put, who saw the joy before him and endured great suffering. And he is absolutely worthy of our focus and our faith. And that is exciting to me. Well, how has this changed my life? Um, well, at the time, when that was kind of something that kept coming up, it helped me in all sorts of areas of my life. It helped me to kind of take captive all the crazy thoughts in my mind, it helped me to put aside my fears, and most of all, it helped take away my, a lot of my doubts. And I noticed as I turned my eyes, as I fixed my eyes on Jesus, other worries and fears kind of went to the side. Um, I felt that indescribable peace of God again. All the conflict and theological arguments I had been struggling with, they stopped being a stumbling block to my faith. Well, that was 20-ish years ago. And that process of throwing off sin and running with perseverance, and most of all, Fixing my eyes on Jesus actually continues to be kind of a driving thing um, in my walk with God. And often that phrase just pops in my head again. Okay, Elizabeth, fix your eyes on Jesus. And it's helped me through many um, things in my life. Um, But what about you? (laughs) Where are your eyes fixed? Uh, What is your mind and your heart uh, focused on today are you downing well fix your eyes on Jesus are you having trouble with your friends fix your eyes on Jesus are you unsure about things in your life you can help me with this fix your eyes on Jesus have your feelings been hurt fix your eyes on Jesus do you have nowhere to turn for help Fix your eyes on Jesus. Do you feel hopeless and lacking in peace? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Are you struggling with making a decision? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Are you weighed down by a sin? Are you tangled up in something? Fix your eyes on Jesus. And if I could have one hope uh, for our church, it would be that every generation would fix their eyes on Jesus. That each of you, each of you from our preschoolers, anybody in preschool? I know I see some of you out there. Yeah, that our preschoolers would fix their eyes on Jesus. That our kids in elementary school, who's in elementary school out there? That you guys would inspire all of us and fix your eyes on Jesus. That our youth and our young adults and all our adults and all our grandmas and grandpas would have their eyes fixed on Jesus. And that every generation of our church would be helping one another have faith in Jesus. And so... That's my prayer. I prayer that each of us would fix our eyes on Jesus and that our families, our friends, and our community would see the difference that Jesus is making in our lives. I just wanna finish by us all reading this verse together. And I hope you're not gonna forget what, we're, what the takeaway is today. What's our takeaway today? Okay. Fix our eyes on Jesus. So let's uh, read this verse together. It's from Hebrews 12, 2. "'Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, "'the author and perfecter of our faith, "'who for the joy set before him, "'endured the cross, scorning his shame, "'and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God.'" Oh, I love that, Uh awesome. Okay, let's pray uh, together. God, I am so thankful for Jesus. I thank you for his example uh, of his life. I thank you that he endured the cross for each of us, God. I thank you that we can fix our eyes on you and we can know that you are going to begin and continue faith in in you. God, I am just so thankful for that this this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.